Welcome to the Man Up God's Way podcast, a show that dives into the real, raw, and relevant issues for men in their faith, life, and community. Now, your host, Jody Birkin. Awesome. Welcome, guys. This is, and ladies, uh, this is Jody Burkeen with Man Up God's Way and the Man Up God's Way podcast. Tonight, we have the squad on on uh, set, and we're excited just to start a conversation here in just a little bit. Looking forward to what's going to come out of our mouth. I think the last time we talked about um, aliens, and who knows what we're going to talk about. We may talk about all kinds of crazy stuff today, but we've got uh, a good conversation going on. Uh, if you get an opportunity, share this podcast with your friends, family, uh, even your enemies. Uh, make sure that they get a hold of this and help us reach more and more people for the sake of the gospel. Man Up God's Way was birthed out of a desire to see Christian men do Christianity, stop being lazy, complacent, and disobedient uh, to God's word. And that's what we stand up for and we stick to. So, ladies, if you got one of those guys that... Uh, you know, just as uh, lazy and complacent, send them uh, maybe a, a hint to go to our website or our Facebook page, or even send this link to them on this podcast if you're listening to it today. So in studios, I have Fergoza. Fergoza, how you doing, brother? What's up, man? Good. How uh, you doing? I'm, I'm doing good. I may have uh, messed up the start of the show. <laughs> I don't think it was on your face. It was on overlay for like a six or seven seconds. I'm over here messing around, but well, we're good, dude. Everything's fine. Everything's going great here. Uh, how are you? I'm good, man. Uh, other than you're not showing my face anymore, so uh, that's all right. He but. caught he caught you between the I and S and is exactly right. <clears throat> yeah, it is. Uh, uh, not a bad thing not to have my face on there, so not a big deal at all. Um, ben, how you doing, brother? Speaking of pretty faces. Pretty, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Speaking of... I'm good. Faces made for a milk bad, carton. Bad, bad day, <laughs> but uh, it's, it's, it's looking up. I'm glad I'm so here. bad about it. Uh, just busy. Work. Mm-hmm. Just everything that could go wrong did go wrong. Nothing serious, but just all day. Just gone all, It was just ne- never let up, yeah. Well, yeah. Those are some days that keep you out of trouble. Wow, that's probably true. Well, you sleep yeah. good tonight. Oh, I will. I never have a bad night's sleep. <laughs> Ever. My wife can attest to that. Yeah, I know. I lay down in bed. <clears throat> we'll, uh, well, about 10 o'clock, we start working our way upstairs, you know, 10, 1030. And Nan will start, um, you know, cleaning up the kitchen and laying, you know, fixing the couch and putting the yeah. pillows where they're supposed to go and all that kind of stuff. And I'll just keep on walking upstairs. And by the time she gets there, I'm already out. Like it doesn't take me 30 seconds to hit the pillow and I am asleep. Yeah. So 99% of the time she's in bed first, but not asleep. And I come to bed and I'm probably out in five minutes and I'm, I'm positive that if she wasn't a Christian, she would lay there and just cuss me <laughs> because she does, she does not sleep well, right. just naturally. So it probably irks her a little bit. It's uh, not intentional, but yeah, I, uh, I, I sleep really good most of the time. I, my body hurts sometimes, but man, yeah. once I go to sleep, I'm out. Yeah. yeah. By about five thirty, six o'clock, I wake up ready to go. So, um, we have some amazing guests. I want to give you guys a kind of a snapshot of the future, what's coming up. Um, August 29th, we've got Chris Bruno 
Restoration Counseling out of Colorado is going to come on uh, the show. We're looking forward to meeting with him and just hearing about some of the great things that they are doing, uh, some of the coaching, some of the counseling. They've got marriage retreats. They've got uh, pastor retreats and pastor coaching, and uh, they're there to help those who are in need and uh, can't wait to have a good conversation with him. That's next um, next week, August 29th. Uh, August 30th, I'm, at, I'm meeting with my brother from another mother, Jeff Voth. He's got a new book coming out called Serpent Crusher. Crusher. And uh, we're going to be talking about that. I started reading it a couple weeks ago. It's an easy read. It's a great book. Um, if you know Jeff with Cave Time Ministries, uh, he does an amazing job uh, with that ministry. And the way that he articulates things, uh, talking about being a serpent crusher, that's going to be a really, really good uh, podcast there. Then September 1st, we have Willie Robinson uh, from Duck Dynasty. Really excited about that podcast he is going to be promoting uh, phil's new movie uh, which is called the blind and this movie is about phil's life uh, uh, if you don't know about it uh, phil was not the great christian man that he is today he was a drunk um, he was an abuser to his wife and to his kids and um, i think the show the, the movie actually i've got a screening coming up uh, this week i'm really excited to see it so we'll get a first uh, stab at that to see that but we'll be talking with willie about his childhood and about the movie and things that uh, that went on with that. And then September 5th, we've got Chad Robichaud from Mighty Oaks uh, program, which is a veterans program. Uh, for those who have listened to Jocko Willink, uh, is it Willink? Or Willink? Yeah, Jocko Willink. Jo- Jocko Willink. Uh, you probably heard Chad on there. Uh, he is uh, a veteran as well and has been in uh, the, uh, the fire, so to speak. And he will be talking about uh, his ministry called the Mighty Oaks Program for Veterans. And so some massive, massive podcasts coming up that we're really excited about that we'll be promoting over the next few weeks. Again, make sure you subscribe to iTunes, Spotify, Podomatic is the the platform that we use to post all of our stuff. And you can also subscribe to YouTube and our Facebook pages. So with that being said, uh, we've also got a couple of books. Um, our, our merch page, manupmerch.com. You can get all of our t-shirts. Uh, I've got one on today, uh, The Man Up God's Way. I think uh, Ben's got one on. Fergoza's got his, uh, his uh, he looks like uh, one of the, the Geek Squad shirts. Is, uh, <laughs> is, I, I make up for the drinking. Is that that hey, I'm calling a spade a spade. He looks like a worship leader. He That's does, what he looks like. He? He looks like a worship leader. I don't do that anymore. I, I, I think they keep letting me go, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I think Probably because be- when you get on stage, you wear a different shirt. See if you'd wear that one, they would keep you. Oh, there. this is this is definitely the hiring day shirt. Oh, is that the hiring yeah, day? And then here's the t-shirts day. after that? Exactly. Well, good. Hey, and uh, Man Up Merch, you can get our t-shirts. We've got some massive hats. Uh, I've got some coffee mugs around here. I think I put them down, but some good coffee mugs. Also coffee. If you get an opportunity to grab that full bean and or ground, it's great coffee. The Man Up Coffee. My first book is called Man Up, Becoming a Godly Man in an Ungodly World. Talk about eight areas in a Christian man's life where they're spiritual sissies and need to grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus. And then speaking of growing the grace and knowledge of Jesus, pursuit of a godly life is a breakdown of 2 Peter chapter 1. 5 through 12, where we talk about the virtues of a Christian and how to become a godly person. So that's good for both men and women. Uh, check out our website at manupgodsway.org. 
and that's all the advertising I got there. So, boys, um, what do y'all want to talk about today? Talk about aliens last time. Fergoza, what do you got? Come on, Fergoza, toss us something. I'm not going to say anything. He's staring at me. I <laughs> thought he's going to say something. No, I was I'm looking. Waiting. No, I'm looking. Ben's for waiting the, to open up his Bible and shut you up. <laughs> I can't. I told him. Uh, I love how he came in this week. He's like, man. You won't believe how many people at church were, were like, the, they wanted to talk about the conversation we had about aliens. I said, yeah, I know. That's why I was trying to get more than two minutes about it. Keep the Bible away. Let me conspiracize to make up a word so we can get 20 minutes out of this nonsense talk. Yeah, Folks, let me tell you something. I know it's a sin, but I'm passive aggressive as they come. <laughs> That wasn't That's passive. It. That was That's aggressive. It. Aggressive. That, 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 wasn't pa- passive. I'm passive. Well, that's aggressive. passive to me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I we we do want to talk about a couple of things. One, we were talking about. Um, I wanted to talk about uh, what is it? Richmond, north of Richmond. Yeah, and I don't know which Oliver of you, Anthony. Yeah. Oliver Anthony mm-hmm. song is destroying charts. Yes. Um, and I think it's correlated between two different things that we wanted to talk about. Uh, we wanted to talk about that. We wanted to talk about the things that are going on in Hawaii, yep. um, all the above. But there's a there's a palpable tension um, in I know in my circles. I'm sure you know. I don't. My work life is very very small now because I'm working from home. But I'm sure at your work in at your job, you would probably yeah. be the best test for this, Ben. Because yeah, you it's have hybrid. Most, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, but. I feel like just the nation has this very tense air about it right now, and this song just hit on it. Yeah, yeah. you know, it really just taps into it. Can can we play like ten seconds of it? Can you find that for us, Jody? Yeah, I sure can. And, uh, I'm just gonna have to figure out. We'll have to bleep out the. Uh, oh, that's the right. Well, we won't get to the chorus. There is a. There well, it is starts a swear off that word. way. We could actually jump in there. Um, we'll bleep. We'll, we'll bleep it. We'll out. bleep it. Okay. Yeah, we'll bleep it out. No big deal. But uh, matter of fact, it, it's in the Bible. Uh, <laughs> it's in the Bible. As a matter of fact, uh, this movie, this movie, this show, uh, the, golly, this song is number one on Spotify, iTunes. Um, Just knocked off the, Taylor the, Swift. The, the three, yeah. the three number one songs in America right now are country songs: Morgan Wallen, this guy, is, and uh, uh, what's the other guy's name? The big guy with the beard. Is Morgan Wallen country? They say he is. I don't listen his to new his music. Song, so his new song is a little more country than anything else he's um, so. Luke Combs. Luke, Luke Combs has yeah. got the number three song. Three, Luke three Combs, top songs are country. Is Luke is that, Combs? Yeah, country? he's country. <laughs> let's get real. All right. Let's oh, yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Let me see if I can pull this up here. But real Ben quick. was saying before it started, Ben, you were saying that you don't believe Cussin's a sin. No, that's not <laughs> what I said. <laughs> I absolutely I don't. That's what I don't I want to get into the, this. I said I don't want to talk about this. I said I've got a friend that doesn't believe it's a sin, and we've gone that's back and forth over it. I was walking out to get my coffee. However, <laughs> the word that's in that song, if it's the if it's right over in the first line, right. that is in the Bible. Oh, yeah, that's, you're right. That's uh, in the yes. King James. That's version. that's yeah. in the King James version. Yeah. And do you know where it is, Ben? I'm Old Testament. Okay. <laughs> do you know Do you know who's saying it? Uh and do you can you can hold you on, repeat hold it on, in hold Hebrew? On, hold on, no, no, you can't no. do it in Hebrew. No, me 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 tickle de farce. Isn't who that said, it? Who said that again? Uh, um, so 
uh, it was written on a wall by the hand of God. That's it. And I, and I believe it says you have been measured and found wanting. And then it says that the king was so scared that he pooped himself. That's what I want to talk about tonight is my conjecture, is my conjecture over that. what he wrote in the dirt. Yeah, that's that, well, I, well, that wasn't a God. It's in, I, that, does God give you that? No. Oh, OK. You did say conjecture. That's right. I said yeah. conjecture. I've said that before, too. Because yeah. I think you heard that from me. Yeah, for, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, 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 no, you haven't. <laughs> it's it's conjecture is fine. Right. No, that's what I thought. I've yeah. always said that he's, they, he's yeah. writing out their sin. I made yeah, sure I good. said that. That was purposeful. Yeah, that was good. I like that, though. You guys, we'll, bird, we you guys bird walked. That. You're yeah. on the same page. Me and the listeners are like, we don't know what you're yeah, talking we about. Know, we're, uh, we're, we're, we're sinking. Yeah, we'll talk about it later, maybe. We're here, though. So let me see. Let's see here. Hold on. Oh, shoot. Let's see. But yes, okay. it's in the Bible. I thought you were going to tell, you said you want to hear a story about that. I thought you were going to tell us a story about no. you pooping your pants. No, no, <laughs> no. You I got, I got a story for you. <laughs> tell it. Uh, tell it. Uh, when my, uh, when one of my brothers, I'm going to say, I won't blast which one. One of my brothers has a great story uh, from high school about, you know, letting one rip and it not being a rip. <laughs> And us having to leave the event that we're at. Uh, he's like, we got to go. And I'm like, why? He's like, I can't tell you. <laughs> Jody, you got to hurry up with this song. We're sinking fast. We are sinking we, fast. We, we resorted to poop stories. Uh, <laughs> let me pull it up here well, on my let computer. Me, let me here. chat about the song a little bit. I think um, it's interesting that this song has kind of blasted through um, the ranks, I have people send it to me of all walks of life too, you know, left leaning, right leaning. Everybody's kind of in the same spot where they're like frustrated at, you know, their pocketbook. They're frustrated at right. watching corruption happen and nothing happening yeah. about it over and over and over and over again. And, um, you know, every generation feels like they have a tipping point. Every generation feels like they're, this is the generation that will change something. Um, and when songs like this, you know, blow up out of nowhere from mm -hmm. artists who aren't anybody yeah. before them, it make it gives you hope that maybe that's true. That maybe yeah. this is the generation to change a few things. Yeah, it's um I can definitely sense the same thing you are. I'm in total agreement. Um, you know, I just there's a reason why I don't want you know, the I look oh no, go ahead. There, that was I, the part you were that trying, was the part to believe, I was trying to believe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We'll believe it. Who's in charge of this yeah. show? The, guys, listen. We're not. No, no one's ever going to hear this episode. Uh -huh. This is terrible. There we go. There we go. So those the, the rich north of uh, Richmond is DC, just yeah. so everybody knows. So I think what you know what he's sparking here and what he's kind of uh, obviously he's not alluding to anything, but he's just talking about the the despair that is going on in the world right now, 
You know, we've got an economy right now that's out of whack mm -hmm. completely. Uh, I just saw that we're, we're like $119 trillion in debt. Yeah. Like, um, and, it, and the crazy thing about that is, uh, you remember the movie The Big Short? Yeah. Um, same author wrote a book called Boomerang. I read it about five years ago. When I read it, we were $20 trillion in debt. Mm. Um, and they have a formula in that book that shows the point of no return for a nation, and we are we're we're, we're, we're past it now. Yeah. But I remember <laughs> reading it and talking to my friends during that, and they're like, "You're crazy. We'll never get to a hundred trillion. Right? We'll never get to those crazy numbers. I think the the real number is actually 130. So we're not there yet, but it's we're there. And it's little things. It's little things like this that you can notice that happen so fast." Um, that you notice them three yeah. years ago. It was $20 to fill up my tank. It's $40 to fill up my tank now. And you got a little bitty car too. Yeah. My, uh, I mean, yeah. it was, you're talking about trucks, like right. big trucks used to cost 50 bucks. Right. It's a hundred bucks. Yeah, now. Easy. Well, that's what, you know, I've got a family of, um, six, you know, I've got two adult kids. Uh, one of my daughter's married, but yet she's still in school. So we do cover some of her costs a little bit. And then, I've got my son who's very, um, you know, independent, but still lives at home. So he's eating our groceries, uh, pays for everything else because he's working. Yep. And then I've got twins that are 12 years old. And in any time that we go out to eat, it's a hundred dollar bill. It doesn't matter where we go. It's a hundred dollar bills. We could yeah. go to a fast food place. It's a hundred bucks. We can go to a sit down place. It's a yeah. hundred bucks. Go to fill up my car. It's a hundred bucks. Like yeah. it's just one thing after another. That used to be the 20. When right, I was that, growing yeah, exactly. up, that was that the twenty dollar bill. bill. Yeah, twenty dollar bill would get you Just dinner about everywhere. Movie. Yeah, exactly. And you look at you know the the rich are getting richer, mm -hmm. um, the poor are getting poorer. That divide is happening faster than it ever happened in my life. That middle class is pretty much becoming lower class. Yep. And um, it's it's almost impossible. I was just talking to somebody today that, you know, if I were to sell my house, uh, I couldn't find anything that size for something that I could afford mm -hmm. ever. You know, I, I mean, I bought my house 20 years ago. I've uh, got a really good rate on it. Matter of fact, I think it's like 3%. You know, I'll never yeah. find anything no, like that no again. No. So I couldn't even sell if I wanted to. And then unless I just wanted to go buy an RV and, you know, travel around, right. I still couldn't afford, you know, one of those that they cost so much. And so I think, uh, Oliver Anthony has hit on a, a nerve right now that what rich people don't see is the struggles of majority of America. They, we're struggling to just pay bills and to stay ahead. And, you know, the, the 119 or $130 trillion debt that we're in right now, that to us is, um, I can't, I can't, I can't uh, put a negative in my checking account like that. You know, yeah. why would the government be allowed to do that? That makes no sense to me. Why can they keep writing checks? Why can they keep spending money? Um, and all the while, here we are, you know, just hoping to keep our lights on a lot of times. And it's a it's a struggle. Um, and I think that the, the nerve that uh, Anthony has hit here ha has just kind of uh, taken over everybody's life. You know, it's just kind of hit everybody's like, oh, gosh, that dude's making so much sense when nothing in the news nothing in the world nothing that the government or politicians are saying right now makes sense this actually makes sense you got to listen to the rest of this a little bit 
Lord, we got folks in the street, ain't got nothing to eat, and the obese milk and welfare. Well, God, if you're... Did you see the obese milk and welfare? Yeah. Like, he's he's going to the juggler. Like, yeah. You know, here we've got this welfare system set up for those who are in poverty, but yet... There are a lot of people in poverty because they're not actually working. And they're and not. They can't physically work mm -hmm. because they are obese. Five foot three and you're 300 pounds. <laughs> Taxes ought not to pay for your bags of fudge rounds. Young men are. <laughs> Did you hear that? Your bags of fudge rounds. <laughs> Taxes should not pay for your bags of fudge rounds. Themselves six feet in the ground. Because all this damn country does is keep on kicking them down. Lord, it's a damn shame what the world's gotten to for people like me, people like you. Wish I could just wake up. You know what's funny? It, it's it's funny because there's there are renowned men who have stood before this nation and warned of where this could lead. I, and I think it was um, who said was it Reagan or was it Kennedy who said? Uh, I think it was Reagan. Who said, "Beware of your government. Be, be, beware of anyone who stands up and says um, government's on the no, way to no help." Way to help you, Reagan said that. Yeah, and <coughs> yeah. so it's it, the warnings are there, and mm -hmm. I know he's. It sounds like he's taken a shot at people who are overweight and on uh, on welfare. But if you listen to the next line, he says all they're doing is it's like kicking the, them while they're down. They're yeah. kicking them while they're down. They think that they're getting help. Right. No. You're not helping. It's the old, it's the old parable or the old adjective that says, "If you give a man a fish, we'll feed him for a day. Mm. If you teach them how to fish, yeah, he won't go hungry. Lifetime. She yeah. won't go hungry. We don't teach people how to fish. Right. You know, it's not nice to do that. Right. It's not nice to make people work for, for, um, to keep what they kill. Right. Like that's not okay. We just have to give them, just give it well, to it's, them. It's enabling." It's no different than an addict. You, you enable an addict, and all you do is keep them in bondage. One of the best sermons I've ever heard was last Sunday. No, it was, <laughs> was my sermon last Sunday. Uh, yeah. So, um, was by uh, back in the day before I started really listening to Alistair Begg, and I mentioned that because there was a time in my Christianity where I never stepped foot in a church. I listened to pastors on TV or on uh, a podcast, not podcast, but a radio station. And then I, I read the Bible. Mm -hmm. And he preached a sermon called um, Promise, Problem, Provision. And he did it out of the book of Moses, in about a, out of the book of Exodus when he was leading them through the wilderness in, in Genesis. Right. Genesis? Exodus. Exodus. Exodus, when they Exodus right. out the so he, what he talked about was is, God gives you a promise. Mm. I'm going to deliver you from the hands of slavery, and I'm going right. to send you to the promised land. But then he puts a problem in your way, right? Right. And the provision is out there, which he's promised you. The problem with all of us is we waller around for 40 years in the problem. Right. We want to talk about, and this isn't, I'm, I'm coming from a, what I would be t saying to Christians. Mm -hmm. God's on the throne. Right. Nothing's out of place. Right. Now, how do we give peace to other Christians mm -hmm. and people to not get caught up in a lot of this stuff? Right. And you guys are exactly right. He's saying what's on my mind sometimes. Right. I just don't talk about it. 
that song, it was like if someone asked about the current situation in America, I'd sing that song right. if I had that ability. Right, exactly. To yeah. write a song like totally. that. Totally. Yeah, that's the, you know, I think we're, as a nation, we're a lot like Israel and we're not worshiping God. You yeah. know, God eventually puts us in slavery and that's where we are. Yeah. We're, we're headed into slavery. We're in the bondage of sin. We're in the bondage of debt. I mean, you look at, you know, just the founding principles that God gives us in the word of God, you know, don't, don't be the, the a slave, don't be a, a slave to debt, you know, and here we are, we're a slave to yeah. debt, the whole country, you know, and they keep pushing at us more and more and more, you know, get out of debt or, you know, borrow money and, or get a bigger bat or whatever that is. And the next thing you know, you're covered in debt as well. That's slavery because yeah. there is no freedom there. You look at the sin right now that's in the United States. It is off the charts. Yeah. I've said this before, but if if God doesn't do something to the United States because of the sin that we have, he owes Sodom and Gomorrah an apology. Right. <laughs> like it's that bad. Yeah. Uh, I can't imagine Sodom and Gomorrah being as bad as what it is today. Well, luckily the covenant's changed. Well, I know. <laughs> yeah, I, thank you God. Know what I mean? But I'm just saying yeah. like. You think at yeah. some point we're so bad that he'd be like, you know what? Yeah. I'm going back <laughs> on it. New covenant. Boom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're bringing a third one in. <laughs> yeah. Okay. New but covenant. as bad yeah. as we are. But yeah. yeah. And, you know, I lost my train of thought. Go ahead. I was just going to say something. I was just saying that, that you know, we're, we're in a situation to where all we can do is blame ourselves. Yeah. You know, we can't blame anybody else. If, if the country itself doesn't repent, if the country itself doesn't come to an understanding that there is a God and that we need God and that we've got to, you know, do something a little bit different. All we're doing is the same thing over and over yeah. and, and it's just, it's causing chaos. And I can't, I can't teach anybody anything um, because I still deal with it every day in my life. It may not be about the government or the way the country's going because I don't pay a whole lot of attention to that, but I do sometimes spaz out in my personal life mm -hmm. something goes wrong and i panic so i'm not sitting up here acting like i do it right and i'm teaching you something but my point is as christians we have to understand that god didn't wake up this morning and mm -hmm. he's surprised he's reacting he's pacing back and forth and he's watching to what happened next right so we've got to find that peace that we have in the midst of all this darkness and, and I think Christians really early in their belief system, I wish I would have even earlier, uh, need to learn. And I don't know how long. I don't know that you can teach it. Maybe it just comes with reading the Bible. Right. But you have to make a, a, a decision in Christianity very quickly whether you think God is reacting and he's countering in real time things that he didn't know or that he is on the throne and that although we're responsible for every bad decision we make and we're responsible for our sin, he, there's nothing out of place. Right. So the world is either falling apart or it's falling into place. As a Christian, I would, I would encourage everybody to find, to read the Bible enough until you find out that the world's falling into place. Right. Yeah. There's no comeback. Right. Yes, there is a revival, but the Bible never talks about a comeback of the morality or the lack right. of sinfulness of the rest of the world. Yeah. Never. And you look at majority of countries that have um, been in the forefront or nations yeah. that have been in the forefront, that 250 to 400 years is about all you get. That's There's right. Very few, you know, 400 plus 
you know, I think there's a couple that are a thousand, but not many um, yeah. that last that, you know, at the, at the forefront. And so we continue to do stupid things as a country. We're going to we won't be in the forefront very long. That's yeah, for sure. So you know what I can what I can go ahead for Goza. No, I, I'm just going to say it it's still an experiment. We're the only country in the world who's doing this yes. weird thing where, you know, we set it up to where the people are in charge. And um, well, it's supposed to be that way. You know, if it, if that was the case, we wouldn't have songs like uh, Richmond, North of Richmond. But it's designed in that way. This experiment is still really, really new. Right. Democracy. Demo yeah. Like to have yeah. what we have here mm -hmm. is a relatively new idea in the world. And um, if it doesn't work out, the adverse to that is not very, very appealing. Well, no. the, the issue is, is, you know, our forefathers started off with God. You know, you look at majority of our laws, majority of our Constitution, um, you know, it's, it's all backed by God. You know, and I think we've gotten out of that now. We have taken God out of the schools, taken God out of the government, uh, taken God out of most homes. Um, what do you expect? Yeah. You know, when when you don't want God around, God's not going to be around. Yeah. Uh, he's going to take his hands off the country, which he has. I mean, I think if you I think if you look at things, you can easily see that these people, they have reprobate minds. Mm -hmm. Like right. I read, uh, I just happened to look at Fox News today. Mm -hmm because I had heard something about a sports story and I wanted to see if Fox News had it because I didn't quite believe it, right? And I figured if Fox or ESPN has it, then maybe it's a true story. And they were talking about how the Biden administration had just done something else to, to the, um, you know, our oil producing uh, companies and, and things like that when, when gas is almost $4 an hour. Four dollars a gallon, right. dude. They've got reprobate minds. Like they think what they're doing is right. Right, exactly. You know. Right. Yeah, that's that's the bad thing about it is uh, they don't know better. No, they they really don't know better. And when uh, God does give you over to your reprobate reprobate mind, mind you're you're kind of uh, at you're kind of screwed at that point in time. I was just looking up Revelation or Revelations Romans. Chapter 1, verse, uh, let's see, 28. And just as they did not see fit to acknowledge God any longer, God gave them over to the depraved mind to, to do those things which are not proper, proper, being filled with all unrighteousness, wicked, greed, evil, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, malice. They are gossips, slanders, haters of God, insolent, arrogant, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents without understanding, untrustworthy, unloving, unmerciful. And although they know the ordinances of God, they, that, that they, that those who practice such things are worthy of death, that they not only do the same, but also give hearty approval to those who practice them. And look at what the world is right now. The world is pushing you to, you know, pride month. They're pushing you to approve of their sin. Um, you know, they're the acceptance and inclusion. That's all pushing you to accept their sins. And it is a, a, a depraved mind. And I think Oliver Anthony kind of hits it on the head as far as our, 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 as far as the government is concerned, is that they don't know the rest of the world, you know, the rest of the United States. They've, they're in a little bitty, you know, sphere of influence, and the rest of the world is uh, suffering because of the stupid decisions that they make. Yeah. And another, I mean, I don't, 
it's tough to it's tough to believe that they don't know. I think the individuals who vote for them don't know, but I think those in like the people who are actually making the law, they can't be that dense that they don't understand exactly what they're doing, but they push narratives to keep themselves in positions of power and right. um and people on the right and the left do this. It's it's very hard to sit there and look at someone who for the most part, s- speaks eloquently, right, and then you know doesn't have the capacity to understand that the policies in which they are supporting are directly affecting the constituents in in a negative way. Well, ma- I mean, imagine being—it's kind of the nature nurture model. You know, um, they have been nurtured into that mindset. They, you know, they've been taught that most of their life. You know, you look at what I would think would be um, logical. You know, they've been taught that it's okay to bring in. um, I just heard today that a guy was talking about they're they're bringing in illegal aliens across the border and paying them two thousand dollars a month. Yet somebody on our Social Security who has paid in 30 to 40 years into the Social Security maxed out about $1,400. Well, yeah, I mean, that, 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 that to me is illogical, but yet to them is logical. Well, no, it's, it's logical to them because they're, they're earning base. votes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, listen, right. when, when, when Biden beat Trump, I told my friend Steve, there's a very good chance we may never have another Republican mm-hmm. president. Other than I know Trump, he's just got a big mouth. He's just prideful right. and he just talks too much right he's not real good i mean i I don't there there should have there shouldn't have never been a president other than maybe reagan that i can think of that should have been more reelectable at the end of his first term than donald trump if he did just kept his mouth shut like his verse is my flesh verse right Mm -hmm. so the tongue of a man is a snare of his soul right right that's donald trump yeah and i love the guy but he's gay he, he, he seems like he's changed a little, but my point is this election in 2024 should be a wash with what the Democrats have done. Right. It should be a wash. Everybody, you watch. Oh, yeah. If they don't win, it's going to be close again because there's so many people out there. And the people he's talking about, a lot of them are people that aren't affected by this. Right. Rich people, and I'm not saying all rich people vote for biden let me be clear right but the people that he's singing about the rich people he's singing about their lives aren't affected by these decisions right exactly at all yeah totally and the young generation right they don't see that these decisions affect their future they just know what they're being indoctrinated in and they know what's fuzzy to their ears almost like you're listening to a false teacher right so those people that's a lot of people that aren't affected by these stupid decisions. And we've got to rise up, not against the government, but we do have to start speaking out like this man. Right. Like we've got to start, the church has to start doing something. Right. I was in Haiti for one week with you. I, just at lunch one day, we must have seen five different groups of American missionaries. Mm-hmm. I don't see any American missionaries in America. That doesn't mean there isn't a lot of good work going on in America, but why are we not? Jesus was out. Paul's 
theology was formed in the mission field. Uh, I don't care what you've been taught in college. Yeah, it was totally. formed in the mission field, and we're not doing that. I'm not uh, talking about us. We're not doing that. Right. No, I agree. You know, the problem with our government right now is that it funds everything. That's yeah. why we're 130 million trillion dollars in debt, whatever that is. And you know, they fund the the educational system. Um, both elementary, high school, and college. So they have, if you fund something, you get a right to say something, you know? So if you don't do what they say that you're supposed to do, they'll just stop the funding. They fund a lot of our healthcare system. Yep. You know, they fund a lot of our, obviously. All the eco, all the eco, eco stuff. St- yeah, exactly. They're funding, you know, they're the number one employer in the United States. So... They're funding that. So imagine if you've got that big of a say-so, you can pretty much dictate what yeah. people are going to think and what they're going to say and definitely what they're going to vote. Um, it's uh, it's definitely a, a problem within the United States right now. It's so uh, money is dictating a lot of the stuff. Yeah. And uh, I don't know how they're going to uh, rectify it, uh, whether they'll just wash away the $119 trillion in debt and come out with some new system like he's talking about you know uh, oliver anthony was talking about a new world you know it is a new world it's going to be a new world order to an extent and uh, it's getting crazy but i love what you said well ago it's that um it's not falling apart it's falling into place that's right you know you just have to have faith to believe that and like i said my faith wavers so i'm not i'm not up here i'm not an expert i'm living it every day guys Mm -hmm. i fail every day in many areas of my life but i do know what what the goal is that I should be looking for, and it's that. Right. So I'm working towards that. I'm working towards just being at peace. And sometimes I swear lately I've just thought about just cancel the world out, <laughs> tunnel vision. But then I got to worry about getting mugged, right? Or someone else getting mugged or whatever, you know. But I would just like to just let all the noise drop, man, and just mm-hmm. worry about my and my wife and my family and my friends and my church's relationship with God. Let's get Preaching everybody the, to hear the gospel yeah, in the United States that's right. or in the world, and uh, and maybe Jesus will come back sooner. Yeah. You know, get him to do that. That'd be awesome. Come on, Jesus, come on back. Give us a few more days to to save that's a few right. more. Well, while we're on the topic, I'll switch us. While we're on the topic of missionary doing more, yeah. um, talk about the controversy of um, people going over to Hawaii right now because there are some people going over trying to help. Sometimes some of the locals are saying don't come. Uh, some of the people are saying, yeah, they need help. They need support. There's reporters over there who are getting harassed mm-hmm. for even reporting on it. Um, <laughs> man, talk about it. It's very hard for me to watch. Um, I have friends on the left and on the right. I have friends who really loved love Biden and yeah. friends who, you know, don't like him and voted for him just because they really hate Trump. Right. And Trump got a lot of hate. Everywhere he went, I've never seen as much hate as being thrown at Biden. Just Mm -hmm. rolling into Hawaii, they were not welcoming at all. Well, that day, um, the day before he went into Hawaii, well, he no, he gave every family there seven hundred bucks. The day before that, (laughs) he sent forty-one billion to Ukraine, like literally. 
So he gave, he gives each family seven hundred bucks, saying, "Oh yeah, we're gonna help take care of you. We'll be there for you." And then seven hundred dollars shows up into you know it's like thirteen thousand people. Yeah, so, I don't I don't so much have an issue with the forty one billion to Ukraine because I think it's in our interest for them to win that war. But then you gotta give you gotta give them more than seven. Yeah, exactly. Seven hundred bucks. So stop so that's, laughing. That's nine that's nine million dollars. Oh my god. That's $9 million. They spent more than that in toilet paper this year you know what's, for the federal government. You know what's funny or what would be hilarious if Musk just gave them more just to do it? Yeah. Just like, just up it by a little bit. Oh, just to gosh. be like, oh, yeah, I gave. Or Trump. Right. Because $9 million ain't that much. No, Trump that's coming, what I'm saying. When Trump coming with you, two grand a piece. When you get, here's the problem I have with Ukraine is that that war has been going on for hundreds of years. Like, but the battle between, you know, the USSR, the old USSR and all of that, that, that area, it's like the Middle East. They have been fighting for centuries, centuries. And all we're doing is getting involved in something. It'd be like us going back to Vietnam. You know, yeah. it's just, it's not, in my opinion, not worth it. For us to continue to keep sending money, we're talking, I, I want to say it was $150 billion so far over to Ukraine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you why wonder- not, why not give that to, okay. Let's send a, a few billion to Maui. Let's you get let's get that we're taken asking care of. Why we're in? You know, how does the national debt continue to go? We're just that's not money just they're raising. Money. They're just printing it and yeah, sending it. Exactly. That's that's all oh, they're I know. doing. Yeah, exactly. Which is insane. Like right. you think about balancing your checkbook, and hey, we owe X amount of dollars. Let's just print more. It just mm-hmm. devalues yeah, the it, dollar. It all comes back to money, like you guys said earlier, man. Mm-hmm. When we were in Haiti. We looked around a beautiful nation at some point that just needed somebody to, like, invest in it. Right. You know? Mm Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah, that's what I said. As a business person, uh, ex-business person, now a pastor, but I stood up on this mountain and looked around, and I said, um, we're on a hill. Remember the hill that had all the the shack homes? We're talking 10 roof, 10 walls. And this is all stuff that they found after the hurricane and the earthquake. And they got as many two-by-fours as they possibly could, and they built a 10-by-10 10 10 shack. Yeah. We're talking hundreds, maybe even thousands of these homes up on the side of this hill. You yeah. do a total 180, and you look out, and you see the most beautiful Caribbean ocean yeah. that you've ever seen. Not a single hotel on that. You put in five or six all-inclusive hotels, and you bring those people down to start working for it, you generate an economy. You give everybody a dollar and a trash, a trash bag, and say every time you bring another trash bag, we'll give you another dollar and another trash bag. Let's get this, let's get this place cleaned up. Like that's fixed, easy. So it it just blows me away how um, easy it would be to fix that. But well, yet it's there's still look a cur- at the interest a, on debt net climbing six hundred and sixty three million is that what that is you've never yeah. seen this uh-uh. no oh, dude. isn't that crazy it'll make you sick right here i just pulled this up i just, the, I the just pulled up the u.s uh debt cl- debit it's debt clock uh it's usdebtclock.org if you get an opportunity and you want to run your day just pull that up and it's literally a live live running clock that shows the national debt so it's 30 32 Billion. So that's that's misleading because that says national debt. But yeah. if you look down at uh, the debt interest, oh, that interest paid three billion. Yeah, but look, but look over to the right. Oh, See that U.S. total total debt. debt. U.S. total debt's one hundred and two 
two billion. That's trillion. One hundred two trillion. One two three four. Yes, that's one hundred two trillion. Holy cow! And right now, the total personal debt in the United States is twenty four trillion. Twenty four trillion. But you're dividing that by you know three hundred million. That's just our average. That's what the individual is holding, I believe. Seventy three, seventy three thousand. Per uh, let's see, personal per debt, person, per person, roughly. Yeah, if you're, ca- I mean, if you're counting houses, if you're counting, well, think about this. Like, I, I have a mortgage, right? They're counting that in mm-hmm. my, right. in my but debt. But credit Even card, credit card debt alone is one trillion. Yep. Student loan. And that's loans, about seven grand per household. I yeah. mean, that's pretty solid. Student loan is almost uh, two trillion. Student loan debt. Yeah, if you get an opportunity, usdebtclocks.org will make you sick. <clears throat> well, what's so. crazy about that, and you talked about it earlier was the switch to a monetary system, just a, a complete switch. It would be crypto. It, it's definitely yeah. crypto. Um, I'm I'm one of those crazy people who invested pretty heavily in it and is still holding. And I'm like, when they flip, like, I'm going to be okay. Don't come find me. I I'll put $200 in it one time, and I think I got 43 bucks. <laughs> Let's see real quick. I got uh, Coinbase. And I don't even. Oh, 40, Listen, if Elon Musk is telling you, bucks. if Elon Musk is telling you not to mess with it, don't mess with it. <laughs> oh, is that is that what? No, that's he, how he got he, rich? He, no, he doesn't. But he doesn't believe. Do in you know Bitcoin. how Elon Musk got rich? I have no idea. He sold eBay. No, he started with eBay. No, no. he he actually teamed up with Peter Thiel. And if you don't know who Peter Thiel is, you got to check him out. He's the walking vampire. Um, and they came up with PayPal, really. Or PayPal, not eBay. I, I didn't, knew that. I didn't. Yeah. I so did know that. Not pay. I didn't. I said PayPal. eBay. I meant PayPal. So yeah, that's so. not the the thing. Is he didn't create um, PayPal. He him just and, invested in him. It. And, yeah. yeah, him yeah. and Peter Thiel were working on it, and they bought out the other company that was doing it better. And then Tesla. He didn't create Tesla either. Right. That was he another guy. It, right. He yeah. bought it from someone and gave them an NDA and a non compete and. Basically, yeah. Yeah. a gag order to never talk about, you know, him buying it from him. So, you know, if Elon Musk is telling you not to do something, you probably should do it. Right. Because yeah. he's trying to take it yeah. from you. Right, exactly. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's, maybe yeah. that's true. Yeah, maybe he's, he's trying to buy Bitcoin. That's a good point. For uh, us. This that's, is a public service. That's the first, ser- that's a public the first good point announcement. I've ever heard from you. Yeah. Here's a public <laughs> yeah. service announcement. I, I have to say, for goes is right. <laughs> public service announcement for everybody watching. Stop watching the news. Start reading books. Because I'm not smart. I'm a there dumb guy. But I read a lot, which yeah. makes yeah. me learn this stuff. Yeah. So back creepy. to Maui. One, we should be praying for them. Yes. Uh, with all the crazy stuff going on, and that, that you know the president, I think is, uh, you know, one, he's too old to be doing this. I, I think we said it last time. We need a uh, uh, age limit. Um, we all agreed on that. Sixty-eight, seventy max. You know, seventy solid. I want some. I want some wisdom and experience, but maybe just yeah, advisory roles after that. Yeah. Should it be like the the church? Because the church could technically be. Like this. And matter of fact, when we first met, I jabbed at you and I was like, dude, you're getting up there. You might be an elder. Soon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can't be a pastor anymore. You know, yeah. theologically yeah. speaking, you got to step down at pretty 54. soon. Yeah, but <laughs> Methuselah. Yeah, I got Methuselah on my side. You guys ever been yeah. to Ignite? Nah, we went once, but there's this old gray haired guy <laughs> preaching there. Can't do it. Nah, can't do it. Can't do it. Need a young, hip dude yeah. like our, our worship leader over there. Yeah, he was talking about Good. sovereignty. go <laughs> <laughs> there. Every yeah. time we try to have a debate, he just sovereignty just kills so, the yeah, conversation exactly. first five minutes. God's in control. That's it. <laughs> oh, I, I thought I did about. well tonight. 
<laughs> Even though I believe that I still was in the conversation. You did good. You got I did. 10 minutes in. Yeah. 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 So Maui is uh, obviously under fire, uh, literally. Um, I was there in 2010. Uh, got to take my family there. And it was some of the most beautiful place I've ever seen in my life. Um, it's sad to think that majority of it's burned down. Matter of fact, most of the place, I, we spent a lot of time there. I don't know if you guys saw that tree. Um, it's it's a huge, massive tree. It takes up probably a half of a football field. But the way that it, it grows is it roots up, grows up, and then it connects itself. Like, it just keeps doing that over. My kids played on that. I think burned down. I think it's been there for a mm. long, long time. And just crazy stuff. I mean, you know, the right now I think um, – Canada is in f on fire. Um, you know, it, we're starting to see, you know, L.A. has got its first hurricane in, what, 50 years or something like that. Wasn't that big, but a lot of rain. Uh, just had an earthquake as well. Um, this is starting to really become biblical in the ways that, you know, you're hearing wars and rumors of wars. Uh, it's it's starting to, to, to get pretty bad. And again, you know, you could probably go back generation after generation and everybody our age probably said, oh, it's the end of times. You know, it's getting close to the end of times. And uh, ever since Jesus died, it is getting close have, every single day. Have you guys ever seen that that timeline of what people live through mm -hmm. that live through like a 15 year or 20, whatever it was, right. period back during like World War One, right. World War Two, all that? It's crazy. Right, exactly. it's crazy to to think that, you, that we've got it so hard oh, after reading it. that. I know it. You, you know, know, even with all the stuff that we're saying here, I I have a pretty easy life, a, a pretty good yeah. life. You know, um, I, I think a lot of the stuff that we're talking about here is, uh, you know, just stuff that's that's coming to our mind, that's that's on the news, that, that really takes our our focus off of what we should be doing as Christians. One, we need to um, bask in the, the joy and the worship and the peace that God gives us through the power of the Holy Spirit yeah. uh, and his word. And we shouldn't worry about these things. Uh, fear not, God tells us quite often. Um, the only thing that we should fear is him. You know, fear the one that can uh, destroy the soul. Uh, don't fear the one that uh, can destroy the, the flesh. And I think that's what the world tries to get you to think that, you know, they can destroy all that, but all they can destroy is the flesh. And the worst thing to happen to a Christian is that we, you know, on this earth is to die and which in turn is the best thing to happen. Yeah. And I, you know, I would, I would also um, just encourage crit because listen, crit, we end up as Christians getting involved in these conversations right. with a lot of people. Yes. Cause even though people may not believe what, what we believe they're interested in, what our opinion is, just like mm -hmm. sometimes when you're interested in somebody else's opinion, even though you know it's not right. My point is I would, I would encourage Christians, instead of getting into debates and arguments about this stuff, listen to what the person is saying, and then, right. and then talk about what, a, what, what is a, if it's a Christian, I would talk to them immediately about, okay, so as a Christian, what am I supposed to be in this, right. in this situation? What am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to worry about? What am I not supposed to worry about? And how can I have peace in this? Right. Mm, and if good. it's an unbeliever, hopefully you can, you're not getting in debates and argument and you're actually showing them your peace and calmness in it right. and not getting into those arguments and debates. And then you're telling them what is the source of that peace and why you don't get caught up in all those debates and this, that, and the other. 
So what would you tell a Christian that is getting caught up in all of that, the worry and the fear and the, yeah, you know, what would you say to them? My, my first thing is to always talk to them and, t- and sh- if they're a Christian, t- show them the scripture mm-hmm. and more than one verse. You need to show you need to show not only the verses, but you also, I think it's even stronger to bring up what did Jesus do? What did mm. Jesus do when he was put out before the people? And the man said, don't you know I have the power to kill you? Yeah, not All me. he said was you only have the power that he was, he was humble in that moment. Right. He could have looked at him and said, 20,000 angels in yeah. three seconds, dude. Right. I mean, seriously, yeah. you have no idea what's about to happen to you. Right. My point is we have to look at those examples and that's the way we're supposed to be as hard as it is in our flesh. Right. In Romans chapter five, it says this, therefore, uh, starting at verse one, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we also have uh, obtained our introduction by faith into this grace in which we stand and we exalt in hope of the glory of God. And not only this, but we also exalt in our tribulations, knowing that tribulation brings about perseverance and perseverance, proving character, improving character, hope, and hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. So as we're going through these trials and tribulations, we've, we've got to look at what God is doing for us and to us uh, at the same time knowing that our tribulation brings about perseverance and our perseverance proven character. So if you're going through things in your life and you're going through trials and tribulations, what is God trying to tell you? What is he trying to do to your character? Is he, these are the kind of questions you need to be asking yourself. Are you, is there something in your character that needs to change? Is there something in your demeanor that needs to change? What is he trying to tell you? And then as you go through these, you're going to have perseverance and that perseverance, you're going to go through these things going, okay, God, what I, what am I to learn? Uh, I'm going to persevere through this. I'm going to worship you. I'm going to glorify you this and through all of this. And then all of a sudden you'll see the hope that he gives you. Yeah. That's why we go through these things. That's why there's suffering. That's why there's the trials and tribulations that go on in your life is to bring you to a place, uh, to, to improve your character, uh, to help you persevere and to show you the hope that we only have in and through Jesus Christ. Absolutely. Couldn't mm-hmm. have said it better. C- wouldn't have been able to say that. That's, that's a pastor talking right there. I, um, Isaiah 46, seven says, I form the light and I create darkness. I make peace and create calamity. Mm-hmm. I, the Lord do all these things. He's in control. He's in control. And he, yeah. he, de- he doesn't, he doesn't mean I want to, I want to comment on this. Now, this is my study of it because I've studied this verse. Mm-hmm. He doesn't mean he creates calamity. Like he creates it like out of evil, right? There's, there's calamity and evil out there. Nothing gets past him. Right. What gets past him is ordained by him for whatever reason it's ordained by him. Right. And like you said, now mm-hmm. you've got to ask yourself, What's he trying to say about me or my family or my leadership or my walk or my relationship or my my prayer life or my cussing Mm -hmm. or my drinking or my cocaine habit? Not me. I'm just using examples. All this stuff. You know what I'm saying? Amen. That's good stuff. Ragoza? 
You saying something? <laughs> no, I'm oh. just I'm just listening. <laughs> I, I, the joke was a long time ago. You, oh. a, you asked him. You asked. He walked all over it. But you asked him, "What would you say to What would you say to him?" <laughs> God is sovereign. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, that is. <laughs> that was just a lie. You I'm wouldn't gonna, say any of that yeah. stuff. I, you would just I say God not is sovereign. No, I wouldn't. I would explain the sovereign. I, that's what I don't think we do a good enough job right. of. Yeah. Exactly. Right, Joseph. You didn't bring me to Egypt. God brought me to Egypt. Right. What you meant for evil, God meant for good. They didn't do anything to him. Right. Well, it comes back to to how you would. Man, I I forget who. There's a guy in the TikTok who has a little blurb on this. What would you, if you were creating a human? What would you put that human through to make them a good human? You couldn't give them everything easily. Like, what would you put them through to make them resilient? And so when we don't understand the plight that God has put us, you know, the life that we have here, and we don't understand the trials and the tribulations that we're going through, and we're looking for someone to blame, we have this very small view of our existence. If we truly believe that we are spiritual beings having a physical experience, then the trials that we're going through are actually not that difficult. Right. Even if it is loss of home, loss of life, loss of loved one, um, a debilitating disease, like all these things that come across us, if we look at them as if they are destroying our life, then we don't actually have a good comprehension of what life is. We're looking at this physical life because you can't there's an old saying that says you know um show me your actions or show me your reactions and i'll show you what you truly believe so if you are reacting to something that's happening that is horrible on this earth and you are losing your faith over it you didn't have faith to begin with right you know you were looking for an if-then relationship and that's not again that's not me sitting here that i've taken everything my life in stride. It's this isn't what I pictured. And I don't want to be on a podcast hanging out with two old dudes. No mm. kidding, dude. You're like <laughs> young and hip. Real quick. What 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 where what I know it's in the old testament. What is the verse? It's in it's in I think it's in Isaiah where it talks about when we realize what the devil like really is, like we're gonna be like, he caused all that? Right. Like we're going to be embarrassed. Right. I'll find the verses. Okay. I can't find my, I don't got my glasses on. Well, right. do you think it's because. I'm there in, be, 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 no, because he, he, he's like a chained lion. Right. All he can do is roar. And you know how when you walk by a yard and there's that big dog and you're like, man, can he get off the chain? Oh, maybe he can go past that. That's where we get tripped up. Now, I am not saying the devil is not a nemesis and that he is not causing havoc in the world. But again, I rest under the wings of the Lord. My peace is in that. My peace is that in his sovereignty. My peace is in that the devil is a created being. Created for a purpose to do whatever it is that God planned from the beginning of time for whatever reason. And, and the way God changes us is, is the way he changes me, I can only speak for myself, is unconditional love. Because I think that was a good question for Goza. Right. Like, how do you change a broken being into something? It's, it's, 
I'm learning that only God is ever going to love me like I desired it. My wife is going to fall short. Mm -hmm. You are going to fall short. You are going to fall short. He's changing me because every time I want to run and just stop this and, you know, go back to the life that I used to have, which I'm only acting like this to, to show the struggle sometimes. Right. right? It's easy. He he keeps, he keeps forgiving me and luring me back in and giving me a nugget and giving me encouragement. And I'm seeing changes in my wife and she's seen changes in me. We're not where we need to be yet. I'm seeing changes in the kids and the blessings that he's showing me that I would have never known had he not Mm -hmm. been in my life. Like, like the Lord, if you knew my story and I'm not going to get into it, I am a Job story. Only I wasn't righteous. The Lord took everything from me by my own actions and he has restored it tenfold. Right. Right. Yeah. So that's, he's just, he keeps trapping me with this love that I just can't get away from. Right. Right. That's how he changes a new, uh, a human being is unconditional love. He loves us for who we are, not who we ought to be. We love people for who they ought to be, not for who they are. Or we only love a part of them for who they are. And there's these other things that they need to change before they can really feel all the love from me, right? Right. That's good. Yeah. That's really good. That question, though, I mean, for mankind, we can't change anybody. We won't be able to ever get them to a place to to see that because the person that you would be trying to change would be looking at the motive. What's the motive? And I think a lot of times we do that with God. Instead of going, okay, God has a purpose and a plan what is instead of asking why me ask okay what about me what is this this trial or tribulation or this sickness or this death or this financial burden or whatever that is that's going on in your life right now ask what do i need to change what is it what's my character doing to keep me from worshiping god in a way that i would persevere through this and that's, we're called so many times in scripture. You gave a great example, Job. I mean, Job never once faltered in his worship to God until at the very end, he's asking God some pretty serious questions. And God, God pretty much spends the rest of the, the, the last uh, end of the, ends of the chapter asking Job where he was. Were you there when I created the heavens? Yeah. In other words, trust me. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter what you think. You're going to have to trust me. And then he was uh, he was blessed after that. Well, I, I, so, oh, go ahead. I sorry. was going to say, and and just so you know, we're not promised easy life. No. Matter of fact, we're promised suffering. We're promised um, that people will hate us as Christians. We're promised that we will go through. Uh, trials and tribulations. We're promised that the suffering that we're going to go through is going to be here on this earth. We're only the the hope that we have as Christians, the joy that we should have as in Christians is the eternal life that we're going to have from here, from here on out. After we leave this flesh, after we leave this tent, as Paul says, we are going to have an eternity. Now, we can't wrap our minds around eternity. But if you think about 70 to 75 years, of living on this earth. This is about all the life that you and I will get about 75. If you're, if you're the average, yeah, I'm 54. That means I've got a, on, at, 
if I live to be the average, and I hope I've always been a little bit above average, I'm hoping I'll get a little bit more years to uh, to spend here. But whether I do or not, um, I, in essence, have 20 years. 20 years. I've been in my house 20 years. I've got combat boots that are long, you know, older than 20 years. Um, I don't have a whole lot of time, but eternity is forever. I will have no pain, no sorrow, no worries, no tears. Yeah. I will be in heaven with all those who believe in Jesus, uh, walking on streets of gold. I don't even think that's looking that's like accurate. Brad Pitt. Yeah, exactly. I'll be from built the neck back down. Yeah, exactly. Your glorified from, body from the Fight Club. That's where I'm looking. You look like, like we'll yeah. look like Fragosa <laughs> in my glorified yeah. body, and you know that. I think that's where we've got to focus. If we can stay heaven focused not worldly focused, not earthly focused, but heaven focused while we're here on this earth doing the work that God has given us to do, it will change your perspective. It will change your mindset. And, you know, I'm sitting here, I, I, maybe this is the Holy Spirit convicting me, but um, I'm sorry that we brought up some of the worries and the, the fears and all of that kind of stuff in this podcast, because what we really want you to know is that there is hope in Jesus Christ. This world will not give you the hope or the love or the joy or the peace or the patience or the kindness or the generous or the self-control, any of the stuff that the fruit of the Spirit can give you at all. Only in and through Jesus Christ can you find that. And to be honest, uh, the older I get, the easier it is. In my early years, it was hard. Um, it was hard not to get caught up yeah. in the world. Uh, now, I'm at 54 I look at my wife, I'm blessed. I look at my kids, I'm blessed. You know, we may not have everything, but we're blessed. You know, we've got a roof over our head. It's 105 degrees in St. Louis this week, all week long. I have air conditioning. You know, just, I mean, what what do I have to complain about? Well, yeah, and, and I want to say something because of something you just said about apologize. I don't mm -hmm. think you need to apologize. Right. I think we just have to understand that all these conversations have to end like this. Right. They have to end with us giving guidance in Scripture and what Amen. God would compel us to do and share Jesus' example. I, I just want to comment on something real quick. We have, and I, you know this because I've said it to you, we have the wrong definition of suffering. Right. God's definition of suffering and my, my definition of suffering are different right. because God says it's all good, and I, do, I try to avoid it. Right. So that which God says is good, Ben is trying to avoid every day of his life, mm -hmm. right? So the archaic definitions of, there's two different kind of definitions of suffering. One is obviously to, to undergo martyrdom or execution. Right. Obviously we will suffer for the gospel. But the other one is, and this would be the version that uh, Jesus says when he says to the disciples, how long must I suffer? Right. He's not <laughs> saying he's suffering. How, much, how long do I have to let you continue to when do you, this to me? When you're going to get it. That's yeah. right. You <laughs> woke me up from a dead sleep. <laughs> I said when we were about to take the trip, we're going to the other side. Right. I didn't say we're trying to go to the other side. We're going to give it our best shot. Yeah. <laughs> we're hey, let, You know what? Let's try to get to yeah. the other side. We'll see what happens. I said Hopefully we're going to the other side. Yeah. Hopefully this boat will make it. Now you're waking me, God, up out of a sleep right. because of a storm. Right. Right. We have to get better in the storm. Yeah. We have to teach people to be strong in Amen. the storm. 
Amen. Right. Exactly. Because we can talk about the storm all day and it's good. And I love I'm, I'm, I'm starting to get around to what Fergoza is trying to do here as the producer. <laughs> I'm sorry, Fergoza. I'm going to start playing along better because now I'm starting to see it has to end like this. Right. We have to let people know one. If you have Jesus, this is how what, what you need to do. This is right. your responsibility. And this is how, most importantly, you glorify God in the middle of all this. Secondly, to the unbeliever, we have to, we have to show the peace, show the, uh, the, the, the comfort, show the, uh, the, uh, uh, what's the, the word? Joy. The reverence through the oh, suffering right, exactly. that we may be going through. So we glorify God. And in that, even though we're suffering while we do that, mm -hmm. the Bible says if one person comes to know Christ, Amen. that all the angels in heaven. So I'm going to suffer for that if Amen. I have to. I don't want to. Right. But I will. Right. Yeah. Starting to get it. We in like, is it good to start a show like that? There you go. Just We're right good. off the bat. Is Thank it good? Is, is it good? Yeah. Is it good to do that? Yeah. <laughs> he's not. He's not learning. No, we don't start he's like learned. that. We in like that. Yeah, yeah, we fun. in strong. We in strong. We in talk about go. sponsors. Yeah. Um, I will. Uh, oh yeah, we do have a couple sponsors. I really like to talk about. Thank you. Uh, ben for that. Uh, first is Ordinary Angels. It's a new movie coming out with Hilary Swank. It's based on a remarkable true story, and it centers on uh, Sharon, who plays uh, who Hilary Swank plays. It's a fierce but struggling hairdresser in a small town, Kentucky. There you go. Oh, My, gosh. Yeah, Kentucky people. Oh, I love it. Who Because uh, I'm from Kentucky. Uh, who discovers a renewed sense of purpose when she meets Ed, Alan Richardson, uh, a widower working hard to make ends meet for his two daughters. With his youngest daughter waiting for a liver transplant, Sharon sets her mind on helping the family and will move mountains to do it. What unfolds is the inspiring tale of faith, everyday miracles, and ordinary angels. This movie's coming out uh, next month, and so make sure that you get to the movie theater to see it and to check it out. Also, um, one other sponsor that we have today is uh, SL2 Recovery. This is a, a recovery, an addictions recovery program, a res residential care facility for men ages 18 to 65 years old. It's in beautiful hills of Middle Tennessee on top of Short Mountain. And so if you're in the Tennessee area or needing recovery, uh, this is a great place to, to, to go. I met these guys uh, through school. As a matter of fact, I'm doing my master's. Uh, in theology right now and one of the guys in my class is actually the director for this and he and I got to talking and we thought man it would be an awesome opportunity for us to talk about them we actually had them on the show uh, last year as a matter of fact so um, if you get an opportunity check that out at sl2recovery.org uh, and again thank you for our sponsors of today's show all right guys uh, man that was a good conversation no it yeah, it was a real good conversation. I thought Fergosa maybe had was something else. <clears throat> no, no, I mean no, that's all we had for today. I that's mean, awesome. we we knocked it out the park. We did, yeah. didn't we? That was good stuff. Um, we were going to talk about lasers, but I think that was a little too much. Lasers, uh, yeah. Tough. Lasers. That was a aluminum foil hat kind of stuff. But uh, uh, anyway, next few weeks, uh, be be on the lookout for Chris Bruno, August 29th, Restoration Counseling. Jeff Voth from Cave Time Ministry talking about his new book on August 30th, Ser uh, Serpent Crusher. Crusher. Willie Robinson from Duck Dynasty, September 1st, uh, talking about his new movie, or Phil's new movie called The Blind, and Chad uh, Robichaud, September 5th, talking about the Mighty, Eight, Mighty Oaks 
Veterans Program. We're really looking forward to those. Yeah, Mighty Oaks Foundation, My, uh, I believe, go. is the official name. That's exactly but it's a right. military members program. Yeah. Yep. Mighty Oaks Foundation. And we had his, uh, who was it that was on? Was that uh, Stallnecker? Stallnecker? Jeremy Stallnecker. Jeremy Stallnecker. Yep. We had yep. him on a few weeks back. Exactly. Yep. So uh, we had him on a few weeks back. And so this will be an awesome uh, opportunity just to meet with Chad Robichaud. Looking forward to that. And uh, check out our sponsors, Ordinary Angels. New movie. You can see that at OrdinaryAngels.com as well as S2 SL2 Recovery, a rec- addictions recovery program for men 18 to 65. Guys, we thank you so much. Make sure you share this podcast with uh, anybody on your social media page pages and subscribe to our YouTube page as well as to our podcast. We love you guys. We'll see you next week. God bless. You've been listening to the Man Up God's Way podcast. Visit us on Facebook, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, and our website at manupgodsway.org.